0: I just wanted to kind of really emphasize that you should start thinking of movement as uh, different amounts and types of movement. And also, movement is the feeder for your brain, for that focus that we are looking for, uh, for that, you know, good feeling, feeling, you know, of well-being, of satisfaction. And apparently, they've also found that exercising is one of the best antidotes for anxiety and for depression.
1: This is Super Fast Business with James Shramko. James Shramko, Helping you build your business super fast. fast. James Shramko here. Welcome back to superfastbusiness.com. I'm with my friend Anita Chapron. Welcome back.
0: Hi, James. Good to be back.
1: We're having fun with this series. This is actually the fourth part of our series, and we're going to be talking about movement moving often, cleaning up, exercise, detox, and all that good stuff. We've of course already covered a few fantastic topics in this series, which is called the bio upgrade method series. And it is a summary of what's in your fantastic course, which is available at superfastbusiness.com forward slash Anita. In the first episode, we talked about becoming the CEO in the business of you. The second episode, we talked about eating and reducing your discomfort. And the third episode, we talked about rest. Probably my favorite topic, actually, sleeping and uh, (laughs) resting. And then uh, we're now in episode four. So let's talk about moving often and cleaning up because I guess we do hear a lot about gyms and exercises and running and swimming and fitness but I wonder where it fits into the general scheme of our health.
0: Yeah, I mean, this was a great overview. So for anybody that's listening now and that didn't listen to the previous episodes, it's worth going through them because they're not long, first of all, but also, more importantly, they'll set the whole scene up of what we explained in the first episode and what we keep repeating, that it's really useful when you start building your health to think about your body as a system within the ecosystem of your environment. And then also it contains uh, five subsystems, which are the different episodes we spoke about. And the reason why this is important is because you know that no matter what part of your health you're working on, you've got to take into account that that will have a knock-on effect on some other subsystem in your body. And also, if you, for example, with last episode, you were looking forward to fixing your sleep. Um, You can't think of sleep in an isolated component of your health because it's not, it's connected to your feeding, it's connected to how you move throughout the day, which is what we're going to talk about now. It's also very, very closely connected to how toxic is your body, which we'll also touch on today. So yeah, if you haven't listened to the previous episodes, please do. Today, what I wanted to share with you, James, and your listeners is a very practical way of creating a, a really good movement routine, a holistic movement routine. Because gym and exercising and or working out, whatever you want to call it, we used to associate that with weight loss. And then we realized that actually diet has the most weight Excuse the pun um, when it comes to weight loss, and exercising isn't so much of a differentiator. Um, and now scientists and, and biologists, et etc, are discovering that exercising actually has a much deeper function for brain health. and this is where you know for us business people, it becomes really, really important to be able to you know create a routine around movement because, Obviously, our brains are our most powerful or most important tools in our business. And exercise, it turns out, creates adaptations and it allows to flush toxins out of the brain so you're staving off things like Alzheimer's, dementia, neurodegenerative diseases. Through movement, you training your mitochondria, which are your um, energy-producing cells in your body. You're training them to be able to be more efficient at uh, managing glucose. So you've heard about glucose spikes, you know, insulin resistance. That's where diabetes begins. So by exercising, you're actually kind of almost ensuring yourself against diabetes. Obviously, there's no hard and fast rules, but um, we can all do you know something to stave off some of the biggest killers in the world at the moment
1: yeah that'd be interesting yep. i'm glad firstly you mentioned that these things work better when you put them all together i think that would be true i'm imagining if you were getting great sleep because you're lying there comatose after a bucket of deep fried chicken on your couch where you haven't moved from a week because you've been gaming then you're not going to get great fitness benefits from that sleep in isolation oh we
0: don't do that <laughs> <laughs>
1: yes yeah, so of course i'm using uh, an extreme metaphor here mm. to make it obvious that that you need to do these things together. When you stack them or compound them, you get such tremendous results. And I like that you said exercise should be incorporated. In fact, at the moment, I'm recording this episode in the Philippines, and in my house here, there's a staircase because we're on multiple levels. And I've noticed straight away, going up and down the stairs, that's a shift in my routine that I don't normally get in my other house. So there's little tiny things around our environment that uh, will change the amount of exercise we're getting on a daily basis just by doing our regular routine, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean this is actually something I was gonna use as a as one of the tiny little actions a bit later so you already you're giving away the The game here But yeah It's actually I don't even remember Where I heard it first But it's a really Really uh, neat Kind of hack To incorporate exercise In your daily life And it just states Create opportunities To move Right And that to me Was such a powerful Because it's so succinct
1: Is that like putting The TV remote On the other side Of the room
0: Oh yeah I mean You shouldn't be doing You know Too much TV anyway But yes uh, You know Something like the stairs Like a very brief example I went on a cruise And because I decided I'm not going to exercise During the cruise because I'm supposed to relax, I thought, okay, but I still need to move. So my opportunity to move was just using the steps anywhere I went. And we were down at deck two and all the other activities were on deck seven and eight and ten. So for me, you know, the whole time was spent in going up and down stairs. Yeah,
1: that's a nice uh, sized boat.
0: Yeah, it compounds, you know, like over the, the course of the day. Anyway, but we'll talk about that in a bit more detail in a moment. I just wanted to kind of really emphasize that you should start thinking of movement as uh, different amounts and types of movement. And also movement is the feeder for your brain, for that focus that we are looking for, uh, for that, you know, good feeling, feeling, you know, of well-being, of satisfaction. And apparently they've also found that exercising is one of the best antidotes for anxiety and for depression. In our ranks, quite a lot of people tend to feel a little bit isolated. So finding a good group to exercise with, you know, might be a really good thing. And exercise, actually, and this is why we wanted to put the two topics together, is links quite well into the detoxing part or the cleaning up side of things, which we'll discuss a little bit later as well. Okay. Yeah. So that I just wanted to give an overview of why it's important to think of movement. So the type of movement, I get asked this quite often, like, you know, okay, but I don't like exercising or What if I don't have time to exercise, etc.? So I want to emphasize that we need to talk about holistic kind of program of movement and that would incorporate some going to the gym It would also incorporate some sports and some recreational activities. And then also the third component would be to move hourly. And the hourly movement is not anything overwhelming. It's literally just getting off your bum. Or even if you have a stand-up desk, unless it's a walking desk, which I don't think many people still have because it was a fad and then it blew over. But if you still have a standing desk, even then, um, you know, move around a little bit. Do a few inversion poses where basically your brain is below your waistline. so that you get some blood moving around the body. So that one's really easy to incorporate, even like making sure that when you go to the toilet, you know, you basically just do a few star jumps. So that's the one. But the other one is the recreational part, which is, you know these are the fun activities so any sport that you enjoy james you enjoy surfing obviously everybody knows that
1: <laughs> <laughs> they do and I, a lot of people in my network love bicycle riding mm. and that's one of those things that's so much fun you don't realize you're exercising
0: exactly and it's getting you outside and it's not so much you know obviously intense movement and intentional workouts very very important but don't think that that's the only thing that counts as exercise
1: I know if you go to the zoo and you walk around the zoo looking at animals you can be exhausted but at the end of the day you can even be exhausted going to the shops you know just lifting up packages and pushing things around and walking around and you're distracted the whole time you're thinking about something else so I suppose what you're getting at here is triggering your body to get that metabolism going by not letting it rest for too long you know sitting there for too long in a row your body switches off. I suppose.
0: Actually, this is something that I've trained in myself just recently because I've always been, you know, I've always been into my workouts. I'm one of those freaks of nature. I really love going to the gym. But um, until recently, maybe about until two years ago when I bought my first Apple watch, I didn't realize how little I moved throughout the day. So since I've had it, because it's got like an automatic reminder to get up every hour for at least like five minutes, it's really trained me. And I know I shouldn't be led by my tech, but in this case, it happens to be a good thing.
1: (laughs) I think some of those Fitbits vibrate. Don't they? You can set them. And even the phone that we carry around without any accessories, at least tracking your steps. Exactly.
0: Yeah. It's that. And again, I really want to emphasize, don't be led by your tech, but use your tech smartly so that, you know, you gamify things. So speaking of gamification, actually, first thing I wanted to mention is make sure you choose something you enjoy. Hmm. That's the starting point. Because if you don't enjoy it, you know, we're not stupid. We're intelligent human beings. Nobody carries on doing stuff that they don't enjoy. So same things goes with, you know, with exercise.
1: That's stacking the odds in your favor.
0: (laughs) Exactly. So stack the odds in your favor and choose something you enjoy and start from there. And in terms of things you can do very easily and without having to clear your schedule, without having to think, oh, well, I don't have time to go to the gym, et cetera. What I would say is the first step, and, and this is something that worked really, really well. And I think it was born out of competition a little bit. Andre, my husband, implemented a little gamification for his routine. We call it the post-P trio. <laughs> <laughs> so and it is exactly what it sounds like so every time you've gone to the toilet when you come out you do a trio of exercises it needs to be something that fits within a minute Mm -hmm. right nothing too intense But it actually gets your body moving. So like, for example, I would do burpees, squats, and then something I call hollow rocks, which is kind of like crunches, but a lot more intense. So I'll do five of each, for example. He would do five box jumps and 10 push-ups and something else, and five burpees, right? So you can choose. You don't have to do such intense exercises. You can start with something as simple as squats and jumping jacks, because these you can do in any toilet, even like in a public toilet.
1: (laughs) (laughs) This is it might look a bit weird to a stranger but uh, I've got one of those huge blow-up balls you know the balls you see in the gyms yeah and every time I walk past it in the main living room of my house I like to just do some like stretches over it or some gentle movements I find that really loosens me up but it's just changing the routine a bit. Yeah. I feel good it sort of unlocks my body
0: it's amazing and you become so aware of because um, you know just like with everything we do in life you should be actively participating in it you can't just you know passively go around and and you start noticing noticing your body getting stronger even with such a trivial movement for example with me when I started the push-ups at first it was like oh you know and then now even at the gym when I'm when I'm having to do push-ups it's like what's happening am I getting lighter you know but it's it's such a cool way to just incorporate movement like you know creating opportunities to move throughout the day and then it doesn't become the stagnant oh I must do it Um, Somebody else had done a similar hack to what you were saying, James. Is they have a pull-up bar at the entrance of their toilet. Yep. One of those that you attach on the doorframe. So his rule was that every time he goes to the toilet, he does like five pull-ups, and then on the way out, he does another five or (laughs) two, whatever you can manage.
1: So he's doing five (laughs) pull-ups, one push-out, and then two pull-ups.
0: Yeah, something like that. You know, like you can whatever makes sense to you that is not so prohibitive, you know, and lengthy that you go like, oh, I don't feel like doing it. And then you find, you know, like once you've gotten used to the one routine, you want to add on a few things or you want to change the exercises and it becomes this game. Um, and if you've got a, you know, if you've got somebody in your household that can do it with you, not at the same time, obviously, but <laughs> you start comparing notes of like, oh, what have you changed and et cetera. So yeah, that's quite a cool one. And then in terms of like having a plan, because this is something I get asked often with regards to exercising, it's like, well, you know, what does a movement routine look like? So I just thought I'd give you a three-step process instead of describing it, because for each person, it would look very differently, depending on what you enjoy, right? So if you start with something that you enjoy, caveat, (laughs) um, and creating opportunities to move, then the first step would be to make a list of three activities in each of the four groups that we, actually three groups that we mentioned, you know, so you've got to choose like a strength kind of based exercise, and that might be body weight. Ideally, you want to use proper weights, but I understand that not everyone likes that or has the facilities to do it so it means you know training your strength then list three activities that involve cardio or full body movements at a decent pace i mean if you enjoy the intense stuff that's great if you don't then at least uh, like a 70 percent of your effort i suppose and then recreational activities like uh, sports like walking out in nature you know fun with the kids dog walks etc those are your recreational ones so list three activities in each of those groups then and schedule them in. Schedule, you know, two cardio sessions in a week, two recreational sessions. And then, you know, find a way to give yourself a reminder for the hourly movements. Mm-hmm. Because if it's not in your calendar, it doesn't happen. We all know this, right? You'll find a million excuses not to do it. Unless, like you, James, you know, you created a habit of it and it nurtures your, you know, literally your, your entire life with the surfing, for example.
1: Yeah, it's more than something I do. It's just a way of living now. It's automatic. It's routine. It's fun. It's exciting. I look forward to it. It has a huge payoff. I've already noticed just since I traveled, just the The aeroplane flight and the change in routine, I already feel completely different and so I'm already looking forward to, in fact, I was just looking at weather maps, planning a little weekend away to see if I can go back and (laughs) reset because I miss it immensely. But on the positive side, I've given my body a chance to rest. So, you know, looking back to episode three, occasionally, I think some athletes overtrain Mm. and don't actually give their body time to repair. So I I feel actually in my muscles, they actually feel really strong and recharge however i know my body's missing that the surf activity because it's become something it wants to do
0: yeah it's a very good point that you know i've got a bulgarian expression for this but i'm sure it's not <laughs> going to translate to anything
1: <laughs> put it out there i'm sure we have a huge following in Bulgaria.
0: <laughs> no i've tested it on andre and it doesn't work so but basically the point is exactly what you're saying is that even all the good things in life need a little bit of a break once in a while so that um you can reset and then also it makes you appreciate you know the routines that you've established so perfect yeah it's all good so this is pretty much it. I'd like to move on to the detoxing part because I'm aware of time and I think we've given quite a lot of actionable bits. Is that okay with you?
1: <laughs> You're running the show here, Anita. I'm in your hands. I'm just constantly feeling grateful for the ability for us to get these upgrades and current sort of modern thinking. So go for it. <laughs> Talk about toxins and so forth.
0: Thank you, sir. I mean, the exercise should be part of your detoxing routine anyway, and um, detoxing used to be a buzzword, I don't even know, in the 80s, maybe 90s, and then it has this uh, rebirth every so often, and it means many different things. I want to be clear that what I'm talking about when I say detoxing or cleaning up, I'm talking about things like heavy metals, parasites, and other environmental toxins that we now accumulate in our bodies. And while before this used to be a fad and you could choose whether you want to detox or not, in my opinion, this is probably one of the most fundamental health changes you can impact in your life. Because unless you clean up, it's kind of like, to use a metaphor here, it's kind of like learning to sail in a deep fog. You'll learn something, but it will take so much longer and it will be so much more dangerous and things could go wrong and you're probably not going to enjoy it much. So... The other problem with cleaning up is that a lot of people do it very wrongly and there's a lot of poo-roos out there. that claim to know about detoxing and they will sound very authoritative and that could be extremely damaging um so whatever detoxing kind of efforts you make for your health please make sure you do it with somebody that's actually specializing in detoxing and even you can go a bit deeper and choose somebody that specializes in the detox type that you go for um and then move to the next and next so this is obviously it's a bigger topic than we can cover right now but I'm going to give you some practical things that you can do to start detoxing on a daily basis because there's a lot of you know activities that you can do. Well
1: you know I'm one for practical things Anita. <laughs>
0: so um you know going back to the whole systems thinking you don't do anything in isolation so obviously first example here was the exercising and what exercising does is it basically allows your muscles to move which you know this is obvious but what you might not know is that by your muscles moving they massage your uh, lymph nodes lymph glands and that allows lymph to move around the body and therefore to detox because your lymphatic system is one of the main detoxing agents in, in the body and it doesn't have its own pump like For example, the heart is to the cardiovascular system. The lymphatic system doesn't have a pump. It relies on that movement for you to squeeze out these toxins and move them around and then eventually poop them out or sweat them out. And talking about sweat exercise, you know, you should do some exercise that makes you sweat. And by sweating, you actually expel more of these toxins. You know, sweat is one of the main ways to expel toxins.
1: Are you still interested in your infrared sauna?
0: I actually, I'm getting on my own, you know, nerves about tooting its horn so much. Every single time I speak to a new person, I would go like, it was life transforming. And I still do it three times a week.
1: I was absolutely delighted when I discovered we had one in the gym at my place. It was sitting there, the same one as yours or very similar. And Oh,
0: that's smart by the owner
1: i've definitely been enjoying that it's amazing
0: excellent That was good to find out yeah i mean if you can find a sauna even a normal sauna actually most of the research studies that you're going to read about the uh, good effects of sauna for detoxing are done with uh, the normal you know like uh, steam saunas and wet saunas but infrared sauna is just an upgrade because it heats you from inside out and also it doesn't get as hot as the normal saunas so for some people it's a lot more bearable So if you can find either, like you said, a local facility that you can use on a regular basis, and I would say the minimum effective dose, according to research, is three times a week, 20 minutes and up. And you should start slowly. If you've never used a sauna, you you know, absolutely, you should start maybe even with 10 minutes and then work your way up. Uh, I happen to be one of those canaries, but it turns out that I was very highly toxic with mercury probably from my childhood and um, yeah, Bulgaria. <laughs> so, well, everybody's got toxins. So actually we should start with everybody's got toxins. If you're wondering, you know, how you should measure if you've got toxins in your body, don't wonder about that. It's actually becoming so prevalent and there's a statistic that's actually quite chilling. that um, They're saying that something like 75% of the chemicals our body has to deal with at the moment have come around in the last 10 years. Wow,
1: so that's significant change in a short time.
0: Yeah, and so your body, evolutionary speaking, doesn't know how to deal with this pretty much.
1: Why has it escalated so badly when we're supposedly more informed and educated than we were 10 years ago?
0: It's certainly about 10 years ago, but also, you know, I mean, technology is advancing where before you might have had chemicals only as toxins, now we have neurotoxins to deal with because of all the stress our environment creates, the way we live, etc. And then now we have also, you know, electromagnetic toxins to consider as well because those are major disruptors mm. um, and they create hormonal differences as well as,
1: as... I see people are in uproar about 5G, which is sort of rolling out everywhere.
0: Oh, that's, yeah, that's one scary story. But again, I don't want to scaremonger anyone because, you know, this is part of evolution. We're gonna go through that trajectory regardless. It's just about how wise you're how smart you're about you know mitigating some of those effects. It's not about stopping life. it's about you know like I said, this is part of my decision to get a sauna for home even though it was you know it wasn't prohibitively expensive but it was you know a little bit of a bigger purchase was because I thought, okay, you can't do anything about breathing the air and the air is full of toxins. And it actually doesn't matter much where you live unless it's completely remote because clearly air travels around the earth, right? And same with rain, same with the water that you ingest. So everything is polluting you. I thought, okay, a sauna is a very kind of holistic way of detoxing. And there's obviously there's nuances to that. Please don't pick me out on um, oversimplifying this. But, (laughs) you know, for me, it was like, what will I do? And this is a useful way of thinking about when you start detoxing and rigging your environment to be uh, less toxic. Think about what would you do on a regular basis without feeling like you are not living your full life. Right. Because you you don't want to be like toxin free, but you don't go out of the house and you live in a plastic bubble. Right. At least that's not my idea of life.
1: (laughs) No. And there is a book about this, but apparently things are actually overwhelmingly positive. Life is improving. We just don't think it is because of the advent of negative social news. And just the fact that in the press, if it bleeds, it leads. (laughs) You know, we're more likely to read about an earthquake or (laughs) a shooting or some terrible thing than we are about positive. There's less positive stories than negative. Yeah. stories in the news so yeah, yeah. that's why we might think that it's terrible and also really one of the positive stories of this whole series is that we know a lot more now than we did before about health for example when we were chatting about DNA it was much harder to do that 20 years ago yeah. than it is right now to yeah. just get a sample on what your hardware actually is like what system are you running there yeah. and so th- there's been some real advancements and then you see some people have extended that to the point where they think at one point will be uploaded into a computer and will achieve single singularity so i guess somewhere in between that we've got to get the heavy metals out of our body and we're not talking about black sabbath or those sort of heavy metals (laughs) (laughs) i
0: was gonna say the metal rod that's inserted up somebody's people's uh, stuff
1: well elon uh, musk wants to insert a bluetooth chip into our brain so he wants to put metal in there or maybe that's just silicon i'm not sure but that would be interesting
0: I'm going to let a few early adopters run through that one. First.
1: Yeah, <laughs> one guy uh, got in trouble in Sydney for inserting a transport chip into his wrist. Yeah. So instead of having an Opal card, he put the chip inside his body, and he he was um, not allowed to use it anymore. Oh wow! They're already experimenting with that. It's gone quite far.
0: It's coming, and um, I've dug quite a, a deep into you know tech for healthcare and. There's a lot of wonderful advancements like continuous glucose monitors, for example. There are talks that, for example, Apple Watch or some other wearable will soon be able to do the continuous glucose monitoring as well. And the implications are amazing. The thing or the main topic should still remain, though, that all of this tech and all of the advancements and any of the toxic, scaremongering, etc., it still leads to the same story. You've got to take care of you. If you don't do it, nobody else is going to do it. and Your doctor doesn't have the vested interest and... Your government certainly does, and all of these technological advancements are first going to go through the natural trajectory of how much money can we make out of it before they make them available for you know normal consumption, where they're actually looking after the patient rather than their own interest. So you know there's no smarter advice than you know become educated and pick your battles, rig it in your favor, do the stuff that you feel excited about trying first, and then going back to you know the tiny little actions for detoxing. Just to summarise them very quickly, again thinking about your body as a system, the ways you can detox is to sweat via exercise and sauna, like we already mentioned, eating clean foods, properly cleaned foods. So yes, buying organic is fine in terms of toxins inside the food. But even if you buy non-organic, make sure you clean them up properly. My favorite kind of tip over here is the 555. So you get five mils of just household vinegar (laughs) inside five liters of water.
1: That's so funny you said that because I was just thinking when you said (laughs) that they try and make their money out of the medications first. They're really not pushing or promoting the ones that are extraordinarily cheap and ultra effective such as vinegar.
0: Mm. Yeah, oh, well, um, are you talking about vinegar in terms of ingesting it or cleaning?
1: Apparently, it's got a gazillion uses. Yeah. Yeah, you can have the apple cider vinegar with, what is it, with the mother?
0: Oh, apple cider vinegar, to be exact, with mother. You have the mother. With its mother, <laughs>
1: yeah. You know, so there's all these things you can get at a low cost that can change your, what, glycemic rate. and
0: Yeah, your pH balance,
1: yeah. Yeah, those sort of things that uh, they don't get much airplay. Like even drinking water doesn't get much airplay because there's probably not as much money in it. Yeah. As the expensive drugs that treat super diseases?
0: Well, actually, one of the best thing you can do for detoxing is drink enough water during the day because if water doesn't get into the cell and out of it, it doesn't flush the toxins out of the cell.
1: Can you drink too much water?
0: You can drink too much water, but I think it's hard for many people. So you'd have to, you know, like go three liters and up. And again, I'm generalizing here for the sake of time, but technically speaking, you should drink your body weight in ounces.
1: And are there things you can do to improve the cell wall and the the way they can transmit toxins?
0: Yeah, there's many things you can do for that, but that's a very large topic. So (laughs) you can eat cleanly.
1: (laughs) You can get the course for that one. Superfastbusiness.com forward slash Anita and go as deep as you want. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) What else you got?
0: Technically, you know, I just want to be clear. This is not like in a promotional way, but genuinely, it's it's such a large topic. It's one of the biggest topics.
1: No, I mean, look, there's only so much that is reasonable for us to cover in five episodes. You know, like <laughs> we're already putting a good two or three hours towards this out there. Absolutely zero cost to help educate business owners. And why is it on a business podcast? Because if you run well, it's going to help your business. Exactly. Your business is not getting looked after if the owner's always in a hospital bed or doesn't exist anymore. Yep. Okay. So that's why and I am genuinely interested in it and it's such a benefit for me to be able to share things that I'm passionately interested in because it sort of follows a lot of people listening to this show tend to resonate with things I talk about because if they didn't they wouldn't be listening to the show. Yep. And I get emails and messages all the time now saying they're really enjoying They like the no bullshit direct attitude of our show. They like the quality and the expertise of our guests (laughs) because a lot of the guests on this show are not people trying to come along and pop up on their soapbox and pitch whatever they're selling. People have to share. That's the deal. That's why I select based on knowledge and information that's worth sharing for this community and I'm always guided by the comments and the feedback. So yeah, I, I think we don't have to reveal every single aspect of every part of this out on the podcast, but I think we've done really well with what we have. So if we continue with the summary, we've gotten there to eating clean and scrubbing our foods. And I think you were talking about putting some vinegar in water.
0: <laughs> well, I, I was talking about it for cleaning your food, but yeah, because it's, it's really an important part. You know, People don't think about it, but if you see what comes out of, for example, a bunch of grapes after soaking in vinegar for five minutes, vinegar water, should I say, Uh, you will never ever just rinse your grapes again. Sweating as well in a sauna exercise, breathing correctly. Breathing is one of your best ways of expelling toxic gases as well. And then finally, something we didn't mention was meditating, but that's an extremely important part because some of the most toxic situations at the moment is uh, neurotoxicity from all the stress, from all the social pressure, from obviously running a business, etc. So, yeah.
1: I think that's actually the ultimate one of the guests who I've had on this show. That is the one that is free. Mm-hmm. And relatively easy to get started. And breathing. (laughs) Yeah, and breathing. It's also free. So everyone listening can breathe and meditate. It doesn't cost a lot from a big pharma company, so it doesn't get as much airplay. Yeah. These are like secret weapons. If you throw in there a bit of sleep and some clean food and you move around a bit, you're already at an advantage to the majority of the population.
0: There's the formula, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that is a great summary. So in terms of episode four, moving and cleaning up, exercise, detox, the real suggestion here is they're not optional extras. They are the core, and it's something you can build into your routine and gamify and make it sticky and you can really get significant gains from really small tiny little actions. Is there anything else you want to add to this show?
0: Well, actually before we finish off, first of all, in the next episode, I'm very excited I'm going to share quite a few tips with you about mindset and you know, this whole feeling of well-being and getting to enjoy the fruits of our labor. But for today's episode, it'll be really nice if people listening, if something really got your attention, but it got your intention rather than attention, because attention is fleeting, right? But if something got your intention, meaning it fired you up about, you know, wanting to try it, um, share with us in the comments below the episode, just to say, you know, this is what I absolutely loved as a suggestion. Or if you've tried something independently for you that worked like game busters, <laughs> please share that as well because it's it's always useful to see what works for people and other people reading your comments might benefit from it as well. So we'd love to
1: that. I love that differentiator, if it gets your intention. And the way to do that is to go to superfastbusiness.com and search for episode 677. Seven. If you click on the podcast tab, you can actually list all episodes. There's obviously and 77 at the time that this episode comes out and maybe a few more by then and the search tool is really really powerful so you can reference 677 and you'll pull this episode up immediately and uh, you can make a comment there on superfastbusiness.com Anita and I will respond and check it yep. it's so great to have you along sharing this, thank you Anita, we're tremendously lucky.
0: <laughs> thank you for allowing me to share this, I'm really excited about
1: it There you go, that's Anita Chaperon she has a whole course on this at superfastbusiness.com forward slash Anita. I feel that is the least I can do is to mention this because she's so freely and um, thoughtfully shared this information with us. And remember, there's still another episode. That'll be episode five in this series. So that'll appear on uh, number six, seven, eight. And we're going to be uh, talking about mindset, she said. And I'm pretty excited about that. It has to be one of my favorite topics. And Mm -hmm. I think super related to the success of your life and business is the way that you're thinking. So looking forward to that one. Yes.